Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, I'm Adam McKay, and welcome to Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay, the show where we improvise a bedtime story to hopefully help you ease into a wonderful night of sleep during these crazy, bonkers times that we're living through. You know, I'll be honest, Adam. I'll be honest with you because that's, I think that's how our relationship I works. Think that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend is a snorer. Ooh. So it's been, uh, you know, it's difficult. It can be difficult. So I'm going to tell you that I apparently am a snorer. Yeah. And my wife is very unhappy. It's different for everyone. What kind of snores? Is it the... Yeah, it's the kind that will kind of fade for a little bit and then just come back Ooh. like crazy loud and, yeah, and yeah. startle you back into yeah. awakeness. And it's like not even, it's honestly not even that bad, but it's become such a weird trigger in my mind that it, it's really hard to sleep. Like I was up pretty late last night. Have you tried the uh, earphones sleep mask? Yes, I have. I've tried even the like noise canceling headphones and sometimes they reach a point where they cancel the noise canceling headphones. Wow. It's an issue. And hopefully he doesn't mind me talking about it. No, no. It's pretty common. Yeah. Um, I I snore sometimes too. You know, we all do. We all, there's like four levels to the snoring. There's kind of the, (sighs) that level, which is normal. Yeah. Then there is like the, Kind of level, which sure. is still okay. Mm-hmm. And then the level probably I'm at, which is more like. <sighs> no, <wait. laughs> <laughs> that sounds more gargly than anything. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's the, it. The classic story. Yeah. And then there's the really crazy one, which my grandmother had, God rest her soul, but I remember visiting her as a kid and I was two rooms away and I would hear it and it was so loud. It was like, <sighs> like yeah. it, it sounded like We're a, both the, a, the inhale and the exhale. Yeah. Are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. Hey, it's okay. No, I have, I've had the waking up at 5 a.m. thing, mm-hmm. which is not fun. Um, and uh, Can you get back to sleep? Most of the time last night, I could not. And uh, I put on podcasts is usually what I do. I do the headphones and the mask. Mm -hmm. And uh, but last night, no, couldn't get back Mm -hmm. to sleep. Maybe we have some listeners out there that are in our same position. We can help them out. Yeah. Ah, We're taking some deep breaths. We're unwinding the day. Maybe it's a nap. Maybe you're you're in your car on your way to work, but you want to let some of the stress go. And what is a uh, image, uh, a word, 
a location, anything, Harry? I'm going to go with a lily pad floating on a pond. Wow. I don't know if I can improve on that. (laughs) A lily pad floating on a pond. The hot pond for years had been spoken of in the town of Ilsalia, which if you force me to spell that town name, I don't know if I can, but it's Ilsalia. And every high school kid who grew up in Ilsalia had always had their parties around the hot pond. You would try and get a friend who would have an older brother to get a keg, and they would drag it out there in the woods by the hot pond. And only occasionally did people actually jump in the hot pond and swim. And usually it was a dare. And a lot of times it involved alcohol and people just saying, screw it, or jumping from a tree into the hot pond. And every time they did, they would smell for three to four days. And that's what happened to Derek. Derek was a junior at Asalia High. He played football, but he wasn't very good. He was sort of known for being funny and wild. That was his niche, which in high school, you really only have like what? 14 niches that you can fill. You can be the kind of wild, crazy person. You could be the straight-A student, the athlete, the stoner. What else? I mean, cheerleader, I guess, is an offshoot yeah, of jock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the handsome or pretty. Yeah, like the yeah. popular yeah. person. Oh, you can be... Uh, we had kids in our school that were sort of like military nerds. Oh, sure. Like ROTC kids. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there weren't that many options for Derek. So he had kind of slid into the I'll do anything role. And it had been working pretty well for him. From freshman year into his junior year, he had done things like, you know, climb the radio tower, eat a whole stick of butter, in under two minutes, he had stolen Mr. Demartrix's tie. Uh, Mr. Demartrix was the geography teacher, and there was a constant threat that they were going to cancel that program. Uh, a lot of high schools didn't have geography. They had folded it into social studies. So Derek had tried all these kind of crazy look at me kind of things. And it it really had worked pretty well. People knew who he was. There was a joke about how few minutes he got for the uh, football team. The team had to be up by more than 40 points. And the crowd would start chanting Derek's name and he would get in and he would miss a tackle or drop a pass and everyone would cheer. But in his entire grade, and even the grade before him and after him, no one had ever jumped in the hot pond. And keep in mind, when we say no one had ever, that's about a three-year 
time horizon, because when you're in high school, you have no sense of distant history or the decade before you. As far as everyone was concerned in Asalia, no one had ever jumped in the hot pond. So the night that Derek was at a party and it was Sarah Verbancia, her older brother had gotten the keg. Her older brother worked at the sawmill in town and basically didn't give a shit. He just told Sarah, if you give me 20 extra bucks, I'll get you a keg. So her brother was quite popular and he was one of those guys who would come back to high school. He was 20, but he would date like the senior in high school or the junior in high school. So all the high school kids, including Derek, sort of hated Sarah's brother. Did you have that guy? Uh, yeah, I, we did. I wasn't that guy, if that's what you're asking. No. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't think. I mean, that guy's kind of a creep, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a creep. I'm a normal guy. Well, I mean, I've seen you <laughs> do some things, but <laughs> we right. won't go into that. So the night that they got a half keg out by the hot pond was a pretty wild night. It was in the middle of the school year. It was around February. And in some ways, you would think it would be homecoming or around the holidays or New Year's that the craziest parties would happen. But in Asalia, it tended to be during the most boring months. And February was a boring month. I mean, there was Valentine's Day, but, you know, that was more for like the six popular kids who would go around with their pretty handsome or pretty boyfriend or girlfriend. And for people like Derek or the ROTC kids or the fanboy kids, by the way, another niche, February was just dead. So when Sarah got this half keg, everyone was there. Now, Acelia High had, had started losing some students. They had had a giant Coke bottling factory that had closed about four years before. And then in general, in the Midwest, a lot of factories and jobs were drying up. Communities were in, by the way, when I say were, I mean like eight months ago. This is basically current, but slightly past tense. So the school only had 134 kids in its graduating class. And, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, Azalea was like a football power, a wrestling power. Like, they had two kids who went on to play Division One, and one of them actually played two years in the NFL. And even though it was 30 years ago, people still talked about T.J. Kenshaw, who had played two years for the Chiefs on special teams. But um, so this party really had the sense for all the kids, for Sarah's older brother, for some of the kids in their 20s, for some of the younger kids as almost like their own made-up holiday. And Derek and his two best friends, Christian and... Eve, the three of them laughed a lot and they were always trying to plan pranks for Derek to do. And so when Eve picked up Christian and Derek and said, there's a 
party at the hot pond. Everyone knew something was going to happen, and Derek seemed wired. It had been a slow month. He had done something in the cafeteria where he pretended to fall with a tray that had a bunch of empty milk cartons on it. No one really cared. It was just kind of like he was treading water. And he told them when he got in the car, he said to Eve and Christian, I'm going to jump in the hot pond tonight. And Christian was like, screw you, man. Don't do that. That pond is disgusting. Now, I think it's important to mention that there was a rumor about the hot pond all around Asalia that it's a weird rumor because it doesn't quite track with history, but because Asalia is nowhere near where the Manhattan Project was. They were like a thousand miles away. But there was a rumor that some of the spent plutonium rods from the Manhattan Project had been dumped in the hot pond. Now, by the time this trickled down to Derek and his generation, no one really thought that. No one really knew where it came from. But there was still this vague rumor that something bad was at the center of the hot pond. So Derek told his friends, he said, not only am I going to jump in the hot pond, I'm going to touch the bottom. Now, at this point, his buddies were like, Derek, come on, that's actually dangerous. First off, no one knows how deep the hot pond is. Second off, what if there is some kind of like old barrels full of chemicals down there? They knew it wasn't something from the Manhattan Project. I mean, why would they haul the radioactive waste all the way up to Asalia? It makes no sense, but it was a good rumor. So they all showed up at the party. And at this point, Eve and Christian both thought Derek was kind of full of it. He's just talking big. You know, they, you have to remember back in high school, you got like kind of nervous before you would go to a party. It felt like a big kid thing. And also they're juniors. When you were a sophomore or junior, there was always the chance that uh, there was a kid in our school, Kurt Brockowitz, which nothing against Kurt. I doubt he listens to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> but if he does, hi, Kurt. I wish you the best. I hope your life's going well. No ill feelings. You were a little bit of a bully, but, you know, I get it. But do you remember that feeling, Harry, when you would go into the high school party? You weren't a senior. I mean, I'll be honest with you. A few years ago, I was like, yeah. The high school, people didn't really have parties. And then I realized that I probably just wasn't invited to the parties, uh, you know? So most of the parties I went to were like a birthday party or whatever. But I do remember very being very intimidated by seniors or even people in high school when I was in middle school. They seemed so old and big and scary. So they got there kind of early. Everyone you know, had said, like, let's meet up there around nine o'clock. And they got there like around 930, which is pretty early for a party. And it was already packed. It was just immediately this party was hitting the ground, running. Someone had like a Bluetooth, one of those monster Bluetooth speakers and had music kicking. The hardship, like 
you know, Norwegian heavy metal. But then on the other side of the party, there was another Bluetooth speaker that was playing more hip hop and was a little more fun. So based on those two types of music, you kind of knew which side of the party to go to. So the side with like the really grindy, screamo metal, that was mostly the ROTC guys. It was kind of the kids who, and this is not a cool joke, but I didn't make this joke. This is Asalia High. Okay. They called them the, uh, this is a terrible, I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. They were the kids who were kind of nerdy outsiders who were scary. Okay. And people didn't know what to make of them. So you can assume the tasteless joke that yeah, people yeah. would make about that, but I'm not going to say it. And then basically the offensive line from their football team and the defensive line, all the weightlifter guys, they were on the the side with the Bluetooth speaker with the screamo metal. And then on the side with the fun hip hop was like a mixture of like Kendrick Lamar. And it was actually like, you think Asalia is like a weird out of the way town. It was good music. And that was where you wanted to hang out. That's where Derek and uh, Eve and Christian all went to right away. And that's where the other people in the school that were fun or funny and the pretty cool girls like Lynn, Sue and Karen would hang out. That was kind of more that vibe. And they would mix in some pop music as well. And in the middle of these two Bluetooth speakers was the, the half keg. And it's funny when you're in high school, you don't even care what the half keg was. This was actually horrible beer. I mean, it was like immediate hangover. So Derek, Eve, and Christian were hanging out and everyone was drinking way too fast. You know, at the end of every beer ad, they say drink responsibly, in no way drinking responsibly. And there was even a couple kids who had brought bottles of Southern Comfort, which, God, I don't, have you ever had Southern Comfort? Not since college, but... Awful. Just... It tastes ugh. nice when you don't like alcohol, but now it would just give me a headache ugh, immediately. Ugh, it's like super sweet and gets you drunk. Totally college, high school. And so there were kids passing around bottles and everyone's listening to music. And they have this one kid in their class that it was kind of hard to define what his niche was. His name was John Schmidt. And John was a very bland guy, but he was double jointed on both his shoulders and on his fingers. So he would do weird positions and people would gather around and just laugh at him being double jointed and doing weird positions. Uh, what people didn't know about John was he was an uber math genius and actually took the SATs a year early, scored a perfect 800 on the math section and went to Carnegie Mellon a year early. Can I ask real quick, what was his middle name? John Schmidt? Uh, it was not Jingleheimer, okay. if that's where you're going. I, just, I had to ask. No, but that's also a little offensive just because he's <laughs> of German heritage. Um <laughs> Well, I only ask because that name is my name, too. Okay. See, John's a <laughs> complex person. 
<laughs> By the way, his entire middle school experience was filled with that joke. Yeah, I can imagine. But anyway, John Schmidt, don't feel too bad for him because almost without a doubt, he's already, he's at Carnegie Mellon right now. And almost without a doubt, he's being recruited by the NSA. Oh, wow. And will do heavy kind of code-breaking, hacking kind of work for the government. Might even participate in the overthrow of a democratically elected government in a uh, Central American country. So John's one of those guys like, hey, I'm rooting for you. And then he does shit later. You're like, hey, you're morally... Vacant. It makes more sense based on his childhood trauma of being mocked at an assembly in middle school. I think that's it. You know. Anyway, Derek has had four swigs of Southern comfort. He's had four red cups of this horrible second-rate Jersey beer. And it's time. It's around midnight. And Eve now has gone from don't do this to becoming his hype man and telling everyone Derek's jumping in the hot pond tonight. And everyone, ah, oh, there's a little buzz. And he goes, and he's going to touch the bottom. And at that point, some of the people that really like Derek beyond even the niche that Derek has as kind of the prankster and all that kind of crap, they really like him. So this girl is a really cool girl uh, with an old school name. Her name's Harriet, which you do not hear that name anymore. But you know what? She wore it really well. Harriet's funny. She's on the track team. She's just cool. If Derek were more mature, he would realize he should be dating Harriet. Harriet kind of knows it, but it's just not quite happening. And uh, Harriet comes up to Derek and says, don't, don't do that. It's dangerous. Like, you don't know how deep that pond is. Like, look how murky it is. Like, look at the lily pads. I incorporated your suggestion. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a good feeling. Um, look at the lily pads. There could be vines underneath them. No. Derek's, I don't know what, I can't remember what the label for Southern Comfort is, It's just a bottle with a white label that says Southern Comfort in black font. Well, that's what you would see in Derek's eyes. You would see su-com in one eye and then earn fort in the other eyes. And just like that, Derek takes off his shirt, kicks off his shoes, takes off his pants. He was planning for this. He's wearing big old boxers. He's scrawny, but he's, you know the way you are in high school, skinny as a bone, so let's go for it. And he takes about six steps over to this kind of bluff overlooking the hot pond. And Derek didn't know this, but 10 years before high school seniors had jumped off this little kind of bluff. And he did it. He flew through the air, he jumped into the hot pond, and the hot pond first off was far from hot. We're in February. It is ice cold. It's murky. So it's not like that ocean water cold that you get hit with that kind of like wakes you up. This is like a cold that almost draws you in. But Derek's game. And he sucked in a bunch of air before he jumped. He hit the water. The cold hit him. 
And right away, he started kicking down the center of the lake. And he learned a lot of things as he was swimming towards the center of this lake. He learned, first off, it's not that deep, 12 feet, because he hit the bottom way sooner than he thought he would. And he put his left hand out and he touched something and it felt metallic, but with kind of a rough surface on it. And rather than just turn around and go back up, which is exactly what Derek should have done, he got curious. And this was one of those circumstances in life where you should not get curious. But he actually stayed for a couple of seconds and he moved his hands around and he felt the metal and then he felt some glass and then he moved his right hand and it passed through a warm fluid. And then he got freaked out and he shot back to the surface. And everyone was applauding and cheering. People had phones out. No one cared beyond Asalia that a kid had jumped into a pond. They didn't know about the hot pond. They didn't know about the rumors. They didn't know about the lily pads, the vines, all that kind of, that it was February. None of that's going to read on a social media TikTok video. And Derek came out and he was greeted with high fives. Harriet sort of stood 10 feet back and just shook her head with a smile on her face. And that was definitely the highlight of the night. There were a couple other stories. Uh, Rob Tonson made out with um, Greer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're really torturing yourself by trying to come up with as many names Rob as possible. Tonson's name is not going to get mentioned again. But he made out with Greer Bachelada. And um, that was a big deal because the two of them never hung out. So there were a couple other things. There was a fight, but it was quick. Anthony, uh, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Motor, oh, who's well. actually the son okay. of uh, Mr. Mr. Motor. Motor. Anthony Motor fought, uh, what's, the, what's the next guy's name, Harry? Help me with the um, name. Uh, Chad Cuevas. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Motor fought Chad Cuevas. <laughs> and Chad Cuevas just, they kind of did the wrestling thing where it's like it's going to be a boring fight. But then Chad Cuevas reared up and just clocked Anthony and, and really dazed him. It was a definitive win, but it was quick. So there was other stuff that went on. And Sunday came, everyone went home and had those kind of you're in high school hangovers where it's more fun than actually painful. And then Monday school day came around and Derek's walking through the hallway and Eve greets him with Christian and is like, dude, that's not good. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you smell. And he's like, screw you. No, I don't. And he's like, yeah, you really smell. But he knows his friends. They're screwing with him. So Derek starts walking down the crowded hallway. They had shut down half of uh, Asalia High. So even though it was a small student population, it still was crowded 
in the hallways. And as he walked down the crowded hallway before first period bell had rung, people really reacted. Like you could hear sounds like, oh, oh my God. And like people were looking around and almost collectively everyone realized it was Derek. And he really smelled I mean, it's hard to describe smells, so mostly trust me, but it was like a dank, rotten vegetable smell would like, right when that hit you, there was like a second kick that came in that was almost like chemical. And at one point, Derek looked at his right hand that he had waved through the hot fluid, and there was kind of like a reddish orange stain on his hand and that chemical smell would come in which was hard to describe like vinegar but acidic and then as a kicker right at the end there was just raw animal feces would just pile in to finish it off and everyone reacted Derek still thought they were kind of exaggerating giving him a hard time and then when he was in first period geography class, Mr. Demartrix actually stopped the class and seemed to have like tears in his eyes and was like, Derek, you need to go to either the janitor station or the nurse. And Derek went to the nurse and the nurse right away was like, go to the janitors. And he went to the janitors and like, oh yeah. And this one old janitor is about 61. His name's Theodore. And uh, people didn't know anything about Theodore, but the truth is Theodore, like 40 years before, was a star baseball player at Acelia High. And Theodore, for a little while, ran a sandwich shop in town. And he had been through a bunch of shit like had a divorce broke his hip in a car accident so at one point he was like you know what i'm gonna be a janitor at the high school and it was a good gig i mean he had a health care like yeah the kids could be annoying but like it was solid regular hours so theodore just looked at derek and he said you jumped in the hot pot didn't you and derek was like yeah and Theodore held out his hand, and on his hand was an orange-red stain. I think that's the end. What was in that pond? I don't know, Harry. <laughs> Nothing good. I mean, maybe it really was from the Manhattan Project. They did dump that stuff. Like, they did. I remember in Illinois, they had a reactor that was buried in a park. Like... I mean, something bad yeah. might have been in the hot pond. Well, if Theodore's any indication, you know, Derek can still go on to live a, a long... Really, it? though? I mean, we don't know how much that affected Theodore. He would tell you he got hit with bad breaks. His ex-wife would tell you Theodore was never the same after he jumped in the hot pond. Wow. But anyway, thank you for joining us. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you're not even hearing this. Hopefully you're just full REM sleep and you're dreaming about the silver surfer 
smoking a pipe and a Panera bread or whatever your subconscious is bringing you. And uh, I kind of want to take a nap, which is usually how I end these. I kind of feel like I want to sleep. Are you tired at all? I mean, I, like I've been tired all day because I was up late because of my boyfriend snoring. Um, but yeah, this has been a soothing time. Well, for all of us snorers, I apologize to you, Harry. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Bedtime Stories with Adam McKay is a production of Hyperobject Industries and Sony Music Entertainment. It's executive produced by Adam McKay, Claire Slaughter, and me, Harry Nelson, with production assistance by Jordan Allen and Zaley Mahone. Engineering, sound design, and original score is by Isaac Lee. Thanks for listening. I recently had a dream where I was starring in a production of uh, this musical I'd never heard of. Um, this is why I don't tell the stories. Have a good night. Hey, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>